What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Member Country Music Podcast. Uh, my name is Kyle Corbos, and I'm excited because we're back. It's a beautiful day out here in New Jersey. Nice 60 degrees. I think if you're uh, if you're from the south a little bit, um, maybe that's not so warm for you. But for us, when it was 20 yesterday, well, actually yesterday it was warm. The day before it was like 20 degrees. And today it's nice, sunny. Rolled my windows down, took the sunroof off. I'm wearing a t-shirt all day. I'm rolling. I'm doing great. I feel fantastic. Um, but I'm excited because uh, I got uh, Caitlin Quinsberry here with me. And uh, I'm just super excited to hang out with you. So Caitlin, thank you for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Of course. Can I get one quick thing before we keep going here? Everyone yep. knows if you're listening that I am uh, my my biggest downfall among many others, but my biggest downfall is uh, my lack of able to pronunciate names, specifically last names. So did I pronounce your last name correctly? You did. I'm very impressed because it is a hard one. Come on. <laughs> Just tell people, think of a quiz and then Enberry. There we go. Gold star for me today. I yeah. like it. I like it. I, I don't know. I, I, I think that, that it's, um, it's a curse because I feel I have looked at people before and been, and said what I think, well, okay. Definitely think if I think of someone's name in a certain way, when I first read it, I'll never be able to jump that. Right. So like, <laughs> if I read your name, like, 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 so if I read it some other way, the first time yeah. without like actually looking at it, then no matter however you tell me it is, I'm probably going to still mess it up. I don't know why. <laughs> Not sure. Forever. <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. When I was in college, I, I did, um, I worked for my school's television network and uh, oh. I, did, I did sports stuff and I was on camera a lot and whatever. And I had to pronunciate names and I literally would write my copy out and I would, I would um, hyphenate every name. So I would do like, I, if it was like three syllables, I would do like the first, the second and the third, but I would like make it, I would sound it out. Like I would write it like you would say it. Right. Cause if not, it was, it was I was screwed. I was so screwed. It was so well, bad. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good way to do it. Because I mean, yeah, the last names will trip you up. <laughs> they, 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 People would always do. tell me, they used to tell me to like go by my middle name and first name, Caitlin Ray, and drop Quisenberry because it's too hard. But I'm so happy I didn't because like now I don't have to pay for SEO. Like when you Google me, I'm the only one that comes up. <laughs> like it's great. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's that's a good point. I, mean, I don't know if there's going to be a, another uh, another Quisenberry out there. I mean, there yeah. probably is, but not not one that sings music. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, probably not. And there is, there are a couple of Quisenberries, and I'm probably we're all probably related. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I what what you just said made me think about um, like I think I like I just told you, um, and most people know I I'm a baseball fan, and growing up there was a guy that 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 played in the major leagues named uh, is Drupal Cabrera, um, and he was from uh, Dominican Republic or or. Puerto Rico or, or one, one of those countries. And um, uh, I was watching a Yankees game one day and, and they were talking. It, it was when the Yankees were playing the then Indians and Michael Kay goes, and now batting is, is Drupal Cabrera. And then there's a pause and uh, Paul O'Neill goes, I think he might be the only as Drupal in the major leagues. And then Michael Kay pauses and goes, I think he might be the only as Drupal in the world. <laughs> and, I, and that's, you know, I don't know why that made me think of that. Exactly. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait, let's just keep taking it steps further. <laughs> yeah, let's just keep going. Why not just keep going down the uh, down the line there? Yeah. Um, so after our, our ramble here about baseball, let's uh, kind of get into you a little bit here. Um, like I always like to say, why don't you just kind of give uh, someone who may not know you or um, 
maybe is a uh, is a first time listener here. Um, why not give them a little bit of a spark notes version of yourself? Like I always say, um, just, you know, a quick one too. Um, this is me. You know, this is where I'm from kind of deal. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm originally from Colorado and I just moved to Nashville about a year and a half ago and I'm officially doing music full-time country music. So I'm very excited about that. Um, music has always been a part of my life um, in one way or another. I was always in choirs and audition choirs. Um, I minored in it in college, but I minored in classical music. So I was doing like German, Italian, Latin opera music and sacred acapella. So completely different than country music. And um, it wasn't until recently that I decided to switch where I thought my future was going and pursue music full time. So I thought I was gonna go to law school and become an entertainment lawyer which um, I was studying for the LSAT and I just felt super drained. And like, I don't know, I was like, this is not fulfilling. Like, is this really my purpose? (laughs) (laughs) This is pretty boring. And uh, I just started to miss having music in my life since I had graduated, I wasn't in any choirs anymore. And so I just started posting videos on my Instagram, which at the time was kind of weird for me. I really didn't post any videos of me singing and it flagged the attention of a producer in Nashville and he invited me to come out and record with him and i guess the rest is history that's right that was a pretty good that was a pretty good spark notes version good. i gotta say that would that was a good one i uh I, I knew a lot of that and i was hoping you were gonna hit on a lot of that so i'm glad you got it all in there and you made my job so much easier but, uh, I, I have told people i said give me a spark notes version and like 20 minutes later we're still we're still going on we're still going on about like that. this is not this is not a spark note i'm like not if this is if this is a spark notes version i would fail every class in college if this was the spark oh notes. yeah no i i actually am dyslexic and so i was like living on spark notes <laughs> trust me i so was i so was, yeah. I. I was i was a big spark notes fan when my professor asked me to read frankenstein you think i read frankenstein no 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 i was a philosophy major i was reading like plato and Aristotle. I mean, that is some dry reading. <laughs> so, so let me ask you now. So I always, so I always wanted this because I went to school for communications and, and journalism, and it's kind of clear cut what you're going to come out either doing. You're going to end up working for some random company doing some random thing, or you're going to actually do something in your field. It's like one of those two things. Right. Um, but as a philosophy major, like, like what, I don't want this to sound like bad, but like, like- why is an 18 year old <laughs> but like why is an 18 year old kid when you enter college why do you say like man i'm gonna major in philosophy like, yeah well i didn't i switched my major okay. <laughs> so i was i went in as a psych major and i wanted to be a psychiatrist and then um i don't know i just realized like a lot of the maybe this is gonna sound mean but I realized a lot of the people in my class like had their own issues and they're almost like self-medicating through like, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. And so I was like turned off to it. And so I, um, I took a, my intro class in front, like my freshman year of college was um, a philosophy class and it was so much fun. And we like talked about the matrix and all these like hypotheticals cool. and, um, and I just really loved it. And my um, teacher, he was like, you're really good at this. Like you should consider switching. And I was like, well, what, what would I do? Would I just be a philosopher one day? Like, I don't really, I mean, <laughs> what, where do you go from there? And um, it's interesting because a lot of philosophy majors go into law school because you have to take logic yeah. and logic is on the LSAT. So it's like wow. a really hard course. It's basically like breaking down arguments mathematically. So it's not fun. It's kind of like the weeding out class. Everyone fails it. And, you know, whoever's left gets to graduate. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's like the uh it's like uh the uh final of the fittest there it's like uh, who, who oh, yeah. cut off and who uh who can't that's uh that's that's wild that's pretty cool though i i i think about it a lot you know how they always say like when you're going to college always like oh you're gonna change your major like you know like five six times like the average person i never changed my major once i actually added a second and i think that I shouldn't even have said that because by adding a second, I really just had to take two more classes. But <laughs> so, so like it just looks better on my resume, but that's, that's basically about it. But um, I always thought about it and I was like, I wonder why. Cause like, like, like my brother changes major, like a lot of my friends changes major, change their majors. Right. So like it was very common. But for me, I think it came down to the fact that if I did anything else, I'd probably fail. Like, I don't think I could, like, I took a psychology class when I was, I had to take, it was like a gen requirement. I had to take two of them. So I took them and I remember this and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but my intro class is a lecture. And I went to a, a small, on the smaller end of a mid tier, mid-sized school. Um, and my intro to, uh, uh, psychology class was supposed to be like, it was like a 40 kid lecture, I think. And at the end of the semester it was, there was 12 kids in it. This professor was, was pretty rough, but I actually on a, on a, like on a, we used to take like weekly quizzes and I got an 18 on one of them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. is right. And, and I'm not saying I'm the smartest guy out there. Cause I'm definitely not. Um, but I went, I worked hard in college and I did well. And when I saw an 18, I was like, what? Like, hello, wake up. Here you are. And, uh, it was bad. It was really, really bad. <laughs> and I uh, I ended up taking that and then I ended up taking that same professor again because it was either take a second semester or I have to wait until like two years later and I did not want to have to take it later on so I I probably didn't do that well I think I probably got like a C um, but C's get degrees and I passed so I moved on but <laughs> but that's why I think I never changed my major so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah well I, I mean if I was like this is just advice for any senior in college or in, in high school is like when you apply to college just apply to like the weirdest major possible to get into the school yeah. and then switch it like I mean that is like such a good like little tip to know I mean don't apply as a med school major like, <laughs> like apply as like I don't know um what's something weird um I know a guy who went to college for uh comedic studies like he wanted to be a comedian Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Like apply to college as a comedian and you will get in. Cause like no one else will apply, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like just do that. And then, cause you really do switch. Like, I mean, most people, unlike you, but like most people switch, most people switch. I just didn't switch. Cause I wasn't smart enough to do anything else. I'm serious. Like I'm, I'm not even kidding. Although I, I did love what I did. Like I, I wouldn't be sitting here right now if I didn't go to school for communications and journalism. Right. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you think about this and we're going to move off the college conversation in a second, but do you think about, um, as like an 18 year old going to college, how different you are now than you were then? And it's like, not, it wasn't even that long of a thing about it. Yes. I was reflecting on that like a little bit ago. Absolutely. Because I mean, I didn't even consider majoring in music or art, um, or going into like some creative field. I was like, I can't do that. Like people won't like look at me as like successful or smart. Like I need to do like something that's like really straightforward that makes me a lot of money one day you know I've got to become a lawyer and now I have a completely different mindset so if I could go back I would I would go into something creative something that like really is like a passion of mine so let's talk about that music and how that kind of relates in there so like so in college like what what were you listening to because for me like I always I always use this example when I ask people stuff like that because 
for me, it's, it's really easy for me to pinpoint songs and artists that I was and the type of music that I was listening to at certain points in my life, just because music's always been a really big part of it. So like some of the hard times and some of the best times I can always pinpoint kind of what I was listening to in that, in that moment. And now social media does help a little bit. Cause I think a lot of us, especially like growing up with like Snapchat, you like take videos and like, you can hear songs in backgrounds, but right, like right. typically I can, I can pinpoint what I was listening to when, um, and I know that. Uh, towards the end of co- uh, high school, beginning of college, I, I really caught the country music bug. Didn't really listen to it before, probably like 15-ish. And um, Well, I feel like when we were younger too, there was like a period where like country music wasn't cool. Oh, where I grew up, it was never cool. And it's still- Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Well, same here for me. Like I remember like you would put it on in high school and people be like, oh, you listen to country music? <laughs> now I feel like it's cool again. <laughs> it is, it is. I agree. It is a little yeah. bit, it's a little bit cooler, I feel like, because- tell me if I'm wrong here because I feel like um, the stuff we were listening to when we were kids, we only really listened to it because it was cool. Right. And then you kind of, well, at least that's the only reason I listened to it. I don't actually think I liked it that much, but um, I think you kind of get older and you mature a little bit and you realize what you actually like. You don't really care. Like, like for example, Hardy came out with a new song today and it's, it's like a straight up rock song. And it's like a little bit on the hardcore side. And I was driving around today. Um, I had to run there and to, to get new shorts because it's getting warm out here. And I was like jamming to that, like absolutely rocking out. But 17 year old me probably wouldn't have rocked out to that. Right. So, you know, I don't know. I know. And, and country music, it's great because it has like such a story behind it. Mm-hmm. Like the lyrics, it tells a story. And so I feel like as you grow and you have like different life experiences, you're able to relate to those songs more maybe. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I listen to everything under the sun though growing up really did other than like screamo i'm not a big screamo (laughs) neither am i neither am i i'm a pop punk fan i'm not a screamo yeah i don't even know if you can like relate them but but it just hurts me like i just like picture their vocal cords and it just makes me like cringe (laughs) i also like i also i mean you're a good singer i'm not but i also like love i'm never really in the car and not singing like i'm almost always singing and i'm horrible like i like I could make a young baby cry with the voice that I have, right? Like it's terrible, but I enjoy actually singing. And yeah. with that kind of stuff, I can't sing. And that's why I love sad songs too, because I love singing to the sad songs. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love that you sing. I love when people are just like, I don't care what it sounds like. I'm going to sing it anyways. <laughs> oh, I own it. I absolutely own it all the time. Like my window's down and I, I am singing. Like I promise you. And I'm trying to, it's not like I'm not trying, like I'm actually trying, but it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it takes effort. It does, but it's horrible. Um, so, so uh, growing up in Colorado, right. Um, you know, there's, there's Colorado's got some country-esque parts. Like there's, there's, there's definitely a lot going on in Colorado. Were you like, um, I, I don't know the geographic of uh, Colorado, but I know like, obviously there's a lot of skiing and a lot of snow that goes on, but there's also like a lot of farms. Right. So like, yeah, depending on where you're at. Mm-hmm. So like what part of Colorado are we talking like in terms of, yeah. So, well, I mean, I was like in a suburb of Denver. So Denver is like the main city. Oh, are you a Broncos fan? I'm not really. Okay. Good. All right. All right move on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not really a football person. I'm Fair more enough. of a hockey person, cool. but, um, but yeah, so I, I grew up like in a little suburb outside of Denver. So cool. um, I wasn't like, it wasn't like Farmville or anything. And then I was about two hours away from like Vail, Beaver Creek, um, an hour away from Breckenridge. So those are like the ski cool. resorts. Yeah. So were you a big skier growing up? Oh, yes. 
Absolutely. Is it like, does everyone in Colorado ski or snowboard? Pretty much. Yeah. Like if you were born there, you grow up around it. Um, Cause it's just so convenient. Like my dad, he was a ski instructor when he graduated um, college and he moved to Jackson Hole, Wyoming and taught there. So cool. So, it's so cool. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous of him. And um, when I was three, he, I couldn't like fit my foot into a binding, a ski binding yet. Cause I was too little. And so he just took duct tape and he like duct taped my foot to ski. <laughs> And then I used to like race when I was little. I actually beat Bobby Kennedy's daughter in a race. Wow. I know. <laughs> well, I was five, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I grew up around it. Um, I miss it. That's what I miss about Colorado the most is is the skiing. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I um I I, I can't say I'm I'm a big skier myself. I, I I was when I was a kid, and then I lost it for a few years there, and now I think it's kind of uh to the point of no return because I feel like I might just hurt myself. I don't know. Maybe I'll pick it up one day. My sister snowboards. My dad skis, but like I just don't. Um, yeah, I haven't been in a while just because I didn't get like an epic pass, and it's so expensive now. Like yeah. it used to not be like that, and now it's like two hundred and fifty dollars for a ticket, and you know then you have to rent your stuff. So you're looking at like a $500 day and yeah. it's just like, you know, you want, you want to really make sure it's like a perfect condition day and that you really want to do it. But yeah. I mean, the best way to do it is like to get like a ski instructor to go out with you, yeah. you know, just to make you feel more confident. I just like, feel like I would just be barreling down the hill, just like, like not being able to stop. That would be me. Like, I, like, I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm just more, more of the um, go sit in the lodge and drink beer kind of guy. That that might be my, my, my calling there. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a little bit like that. Like I had definitely some days where I would just ski to lunch <laughs> and then I would ski down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's cool. I think Colorado's cool in general. I, I'm, I'm sure being a hockey fan, you're, you're loving what the abs are doing right now because they're just god but um they're just so so good and that's just whatever that's just the hockey guy in me but um no i think that that's awesome i, I don't think i've ever actually talked to anyone that's been from the colorado area so it's kind of cool that, that when when you uh talk to people, like I've, I've talked like i have a friend from uh idaho like that's cool like oh, i yeah. think that these places that i don't know if i'll ever touch i mean like i wish i hope one day but like yeah. but like I don't know. Like there's so much out there, especially just like in the United States in general. And I just like, I feel like so many places are just absolutely so much cooler than New Jersey. So like, I know. I just, and traveling uh, is like, that's like one of my favorite things. I think it's so important. Like, yeah. I, I absolutely love it. Like I, I have like, I'm, I miss traveling right now just from, you know, the different restrictions going on. I'm like, I never know if I can like where I can go. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't been traveling as much as I usually do. And I'm like, yeah, I have like the travel bug right now. Yeah, me too. I, uh, I, I, a few weeks ago, probably a few months ago at this point, I, I got in my car and went back to see my friends in Connecticut where I went to school for the first time in like two years or something. And I drove there and I was like, oh man, I miss this. Like I actually miss this drive and I miss like this area. And I just like miss anything other than Burn County, New Jersey. Like that's, <laughs> that's absolutely what I miss. So, yeah. so um, I agree. I'm with you there. And then, yeah. Yeah. That'll all come back though too. So so it, it, it'll come one day we'll all, we'll all travel the world maybe i'll go to like montana that's what i'm thinking yeah. well what's crazy right now is the flights in the u.s are like pretty expensive yeah but if you want to go to like europe it's pretty cheap <laughs> like, thinking, this is like i just was googling like a flight to geneva yesterday and you can geneva? go yeah Switzerland. <laughs> i was just like i was curious because I, I wanted to go to um key west for the songwriting like festival that they yeah. have in May. 
and I looked up flights and to fly into Key West from Nashville, it was $700. I'm like, why? And I'm not going to drive because it's like 16 hours. So then I just was like, well, what is it to go to Switzerland? And it was $400. It was $400 round trip. So I'm like, well, should I go to Key West or should I go to Geneva? I mean, (laughs) I think that's great. And I love that you looked that up. But just the fact that they're like completely polar opposites, it's not even like you were like, should I go to Key West or maybe like the Bahamas? You're like, should I go to Key West or freaking Geneva? Like, (laughs) I know. I'm like, should I ski or should I go to the beach? Uh, that's well I, 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 that, that that caught me off guard I didn't realize that you're gonna say Geneva I thought you're gonna say like yeah it's a little random I guess <laughs> but like I don't know I feel like that'd be cool they got some cool stuff out there in Switzerland great great chocolate cool watches yeah. oh my gosh well I lived in Switzerland for six months oh yeah did you study abroad there is that what it was I did. yeah Very so I have cool. a little bit of a connection there so what'd you like about Switzerland I have I I asked that question in because I know nothing about Switzerland. So, <laughs> oh well, you kind of hit on some of it. The chocolate's great. I got to go to a chocolate factory and make cool. my own, which was really fun. Um, but it's beautiful and it's a great location where you can like go anywhere in the world. So every weekend I was in a different country just That's because cool. of it. Yeah, it's like very like just the location of it and the transportation so easy. They have a great like train station nice. and so it's easy to get around. And I, yeah, it was really fun. Very nice. The French part of Switzerland. I was in Lausanne. Cool. So did you have to learn a little bit of French? A little bit, yeah. And then I had a vocal um, coach in Switzerland, and she barely spoke any English. So that was pretty interesting. Like she would literally like hit me like on my stomach, not like not hard, <laughs> but she would just like tap me on my stomach or like move my shoulders back, and like that's how we would like communicate for like proper posture or like vocal techniques. It was crazy. Wow. That's nuts. So did you go there? So, so like, did you go there to sing or like, like what, like what, like, that's a dumb question. Like, did you just end up singing in Switzerland? Like, no, it's not a dumb question. So, um, I was in the top choir at Pepperdine and if you're in the top choir, they typically don't let you go abroad, which I was really upset about because I'm like, wait, I love to travel. And so I made a deal with my, um, my teacher. I said, if I go to Switzerland and I find a vocal teacher and I learn all my music, I'll be ready to go like in the summer so that when we go to Italy, I'm, I like know all of our music and he agreed. Yeah. Cool. And so that's what I did when I was there. I just like would have privates and I learned all my music. Wow. That's really cool. That's super yeah. cool. You do love to travel. That's awesome. That's Thank really, you. really, really, really cool. I, I dig well, that. I, I would literally like, I would live in like a different country for two years. Wow. I don't know if I could do that only because I can't really, I, trying to pick i've tried to learn other languages i'm just really not good at it so i don't think i could could probably live in like australia that'd be cool Um, well i mean to be honest everyone pretty much speaks english i've been told that yeah i mean i like even if you try like if you're like oh like you just like try to say like and they're just like if it's bad they're just like all right what do you want like they don't even want to deal with it yeah right (laughs) like he's speaking better english than you speak french (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. that's fair i think that that would actually be cool I, but i think i would like to go to a place that's i'm not really at one for um i'm weird because i don't like it really really hot and i also don't like it really really cold there's like a middle ground for me um but i'd rather cold than hot but i'd rather go to like an australia than like I would love, i've been i've been dying to go to australia it's just that plane ride that stopped me <laughs> it's not like 30 hours it's crazy yeah i don't know what it is yeah, 20 
30, something like that. That's that's nuts. I couldn't do that. I, I could barely get on a plane and stay there for two hours without getting claustrophobic. I mean, the longer ones are nice because you get like free TV and stuff That's and true. like a pillow and a blanket. And then if you go to Europe, they give you free wine the entire time. Oh, I'd be good on a plane going to Europe. Not bad, honestly, because you just like I'd be all right. wine, you get super tired and then you're there. <laughs> yeah. See, my biggest thing is I don't like, I'm not, I realized like two years ago, or I guess longer than that at this point, maybe, yeah, like two, two or so years ago, like right before, um, right before COVID started that I didn't love to fly that much. Um, as a kid, I think I didn't mind it, but as I got older, you know, the anxiety started kicking in. I started realizing what's out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I realized I didn't love to fly. And I like in February of 2020, I went on my first flight by myself and I was terrified. All right. (laughs) I was absolutely, I was freaking out. I didn't know what to do. I called my dad as I'm walking to the gate. Like I got through security. Everything was fine. The other thing is that I don't like is security because I, I have diabetes and I have like a, an insulin pump. Right. So like, I can't walk through that thing because it's like, all it, it'll mess up my sensor and everything like that. I can't walk through the, the. Oh yeah. The new machine. Yeah. yeah. So I have to get a pat down, which is like a whole other ordeal. Cause I slow people up and like, I really don't care. Like that part doesn't bother me, but I'm just like, I, I, oh my gosh, that's, they, totally, that's, that's annoying. Cause yeah, well, I mean, I've been there because my dad, he's kind of like a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and so he like, for the longest time, wouldn't let me walk through that machine. Cause he thought it would give me cancer. So he was like, you have to get a pat down. So like for the longest time, I would be like, I refuse to go in the machine. Give me a pat down. And it was so really, annoying. Really now, yeah, they do. It's like, oh. it's pretty basic. They're like, do you want to go in a separate room? And I'm like, no, just go ahead. <laughs> yeah, they do that to me too. I was like, I was like, what are you going to be doing to me? No, yeah. I don't want to go in a separate room. I was like, just go. And yeah. they do their thing and they, they really, they really get all up in there and make sure you don't have anything going on. But uh, it's they a little do. weird. It's a little I weird. Know. It used to be so much easier to fly. Like my parents said that like you could fly on other people's tickets because your name wasn't like you wouldn't, you didn't have to show your ID or anything. So you yeah. could literally fly on a friend's ticket if they couldn't make it. And it's a lot easier. Now it's just, yeah. yeah. Now it's a lot. Now I have to go to the bar right before the flight and drink two beers before I get on the flight so I can relax and fall asleep. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Um, So this is what I meant about the rambling. It just happens. It happens. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong. But we are going to kind of get into some some of your uh, original music here and and especially that that new cover I want to talk about too. So um, we're going to roll into that. Um, So like you said, you moved to Nashville uh, not too long ago, probably, what did you say, two years ago? A year ago? Yeah, yeah. Half ago, yeah, so about a year and a half ago, right? You put out a lot of music, um, within that time. Um, mm-hmm. the most recent, um, being uh, this cover of uh, I Always Wanted to, uh, which is a Cody Johnson cover, and uh, and um, that song is incredible, and uh, you absolutely did justice. And I and I loved um, the uh, just the, the female take on, on the song, I think that it, it was just really nice, and I really, I really enjoyed it. and it's very different. I wouldn't say it's super different, but you definitely slow it down just a little bit. I feel like, um, which is, which is for me, I like, and I, I think the other version is, I think his version is fantastic as well, but I think that they both have their own, own little takes to them. And I'm curious why that song, um, why, why did you just go say, Hey, I want to put a cover out. I, I, I love covers. And, and I'll, after I get your answer, I'll explain to you why I like covers. Um, yeah. someone told me, but I'm just curious why that song. 
Yeah, so my producer actually, he made the demo for that song with the writers, mm -hmm. friends with them. It was written by um, Jordan Shellhart, mm -hmm. Tom Douglas, and Alan Shamblin. And Alan is the one that wrote Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie Raitt. Like he's written, yeah. he's an amazing writer. Um, and so I was looking for songs to record with him because I, I write about half my music and I'm pitched the other half. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I have this one song for you that I cut the demo for. And it was, I always wanted to. I was like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Can you ask the writers if we can have this song? And um, and he was like, yeah, I'll ask them. And they, they came back and they were like, this song was just put on hold by a major artist a week ago. And so I was like, shoot, because I loved it so much. Like I had it, I was listening to the demo in my car for like right. a year straight. And I'm like, I want this song so bad. And my producer's like, well, let's see who releases it. And it ended up being Cody Johnson, which we had no idea. All of a sudden it was just on his album. I'm like, oh my God, he, he's the one. Yeah. And it was great because he was a male. So I'm like, well, you know, it would be awesome to do a female version of this song because that's right. not out there. Um, and so that's kind of, I mean, yeah, I heard the song before Cody even put it out. It was kind of weird. I wanted to record it as my own, yeah. but I was really happy when it was him because I love Cody Johnson. Me too. Cody Johnson is on my uh, Mount Rushmore of, of country music for me. If I, if I had to pick um, my, my top five in no particular order, he'd be on that one. So oh, that's awesome. Um, so I, I'm, I'm a big uh, Cody Johnson fan. And, and when, when you sent that over to me, I was like, well, this is cool. I dig it. Like, this is really cool. I don't know. I think that, I think that there's a, a, um, a, what word am I looking for here? I feel like there is just not as many um, covers of like these, cowboy songs if that makes any sense you know i feel like it's 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 less of that and i love that you decided to go ahead and do that now let me ask you did did uh was the original version of that well the non-cody cut of that song was it different than like was the demo version different yes so then the cody version it was definitely more so a female was singing the demo really yeah that's cool mm-hmm yeah. Wow. So, um, and I thought it was cool because it's really like, it's not necessarily a male song. It's a yeah. story of like a 98 year old and he's right. like telling you his life story. And yeah. so he needs a voice. Right. And so it could be anyone. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was kind of cool, but it was definitely, Cody made it um, a little bit more, like definitely put some more country elements into it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it was, it was, I would say it's, it was closer to the version that I put out, but we definitely added a lot to it like it was pretty raw <laughs> that's before. very cool that is yeah. very very cool i um i actually love that and i think my favorite part about the song is the fact that it is a story like some of those songs, like like i feel like that song as as a as a right like that song lyrically is what everyone loves about country music right mm -hmm. it takes you on a journey yeah and then yeah. it makes you reflect inward too you know you're thinking about like i always want to do these things but like i never did you know, yeah. and it's like, it just puts in perspective, like into perspective, well, we only have one life to live. And so go and do those things that you always wanted to. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. hundred percent. I, and I, I love it. Like, even just like I have the lyrics up right now. I don't, I don't just have this on the top of my head, but um, <laughs> even just um, like, even some of these verses, like one, like as simple as I always wanted, uh, I always want to ride an open range and learn how to fly a plane um like yeah. even that it's not even like that deep of a thing it's just like a, no. a simple a, a simple thing um that's just like ha has some pretty deep meaning to it um so i love it i love i love your take on the song i think it's fantastic and i think if you're listening to this right now uh just 
just go listen to it. Especially like if, if you're, if you're looking for um, other takes on songs, cause I'm, I'm, I'm always like a really big, um, I'm a big advocate for, for covers for, for a couple of reasons. One of them being um, sometimes, um, you know, someone might take a cover on one of your favorite songs um, and it's just a cover for you. Like you, you, you wouldn't listen to that song on top of the original or, or other than the original, because that is your favorite song, right? Like, like you, you resonate with that song, but that being said, you can resonate with the, with an original and not like the cover as much, but you can also resonate with the cover and not like the original as much. And it doesn't mean that one's better than the other. You just hone in to one version more than the other. Different preferences. Yeah. Well, and I like covers because it kind of gives people like a reference point for your voice. Yeah. You know, like, I, like sometimes people get caught up on a song that they've never heard before mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh, I've never heard that song. Like, Ugh. but then if they hear like a song that they love and then they hear your voice on it, they're like, oh, wow, I really like her voice. Yeah. You know, just because yeah. it's like a familiar sound in their ear. I don't know. You know yeah. how you sometimes have to hear songs over and over and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, now I like this. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll use this example. And I think that this is an example that's probably overused and, and one that, you know, people either will get really upset over or just be like, okay, like yes. that's, it is what it is, but we'll use cover <laughs> me up. I think that's a, you know, a good example. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Like, like I think that lyrically, you know, Jason is about writing that song. It's just, you know, it, it's, it's gold. Like it's untouchable. Right. But I think the reason Morgan Wallen's version did so well was because people already loved his voice. Um, and I, and I don't think that, you know, I think that it, it just kind of depends. I listen to this Isabel version of Cover Me Up all the time. It's the original version I listened to. I mean, I, like I, I knew that version before I knew the Morgan Wallen version, right? Um, but there's a lot of people that that was, that was not the case. Um, and I'm not saying one's better than the other. I, I think that they both have their own little thing. I'm not going to start some t- type of uh, war over there. Um, but but I think that, uh, you know, I think that that's a perfect example of, of why people resonate with one song and why they resonate with another song, because there are a lot of people that are Jason stands. Right. And then there are a lot of people that are Morgan stands and it's just, yeah. Well, um, and even think of like Christmas songs that everyone does they're public domain. Right. So you can, anyone can record a Christmas song. Good point. And it's kind of cool because it's like, you like see that artist's creativity. Cause you already know the song, right. Yeah. You know, that like, you know what it's like, kind of sounds like, yeah. and then they can like put themselves into it. And that's why I think covers are so cool. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I didn't think about that. I, um, I, I agree. I totally agree. And I think that one thing, someone told me this once and I agree. And I, and then I, I mean, as you putting out a cover song, I'm going to take a guess that you agree with me too here is that I feel like, especially when people kind of um, move to a town like Nashville and start putting out music and start playing music live and go, go down Broadway and around town and play for other people. Right. I feel like they immediately shy away from covers because um, they don't want to have that that stigma on them that they're a cover artist right Right. but i think that that's wrong i i I don't personally i i don't think that that is the right way to look at it because you're reimagining a song like someone can listen to your uh uh, a producer or or someone at a label can listen to your cover and say there's more in here but they're using this to show off your voice or or your sound or what you like so I, i i never say shy away from covers i don't i i don't think you should i think that some you know some of greatest country songs out there are covers like Tennessee whiskey that is a cover and some artists have made their entire career off of doing covers and Michael just Bublé? doing them yes 
and uh, I forget her name, but she did like Fields of Gold, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Um, I can't think of it, but she, yeah, she, I mean, millions of streams on her, on the cover songs. Yeah. So I, 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 listen, I think that it's great. I'm, I'm glad you put it out. I'm glad you, uh, decided to go that route. And, um, I think you did the song absolute justice. So thank you for putting it out. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Of course. Um, so let's, let's, let's kind of get in. I want to talk about this, um, this, uh, natural stripped acoustic project a little bit. Um, just cause I love acoustic songs. Um, I think it really shows off the, uh, the, the main part of the show, which is your voice there. So, um, I think that I just want to know, you know, there's three songs, uh, what if I will, I swear I do and, uh, take only what you need. Um, mm-hmm. why acoustic for these, why put them together? Why put them as acoustic? Why in 2022? Why was this your choice? Yeah, so um, when I moved to Nashville, I took a year off from releasing music because I just wanted to figure out who I wanted my producers to be, start mm-hmm. writing, figure out my sound. And so I took that time. And those were the first three songs that I released. Cool. So I wanted to, um, I mean, when I would play them out at like writer's rounds and stuff, people were like, I just love like just you and the guitar. Like the acoustic version is almost cooler. And I kept hearing that over and over again. And I love like listening to my fans and hearing what they like. And so I just took that to heart and I was like, okay, I'm going to release a couple stripped down versions of this song just, you know, to give them, you know, those same songs they can listen to, but in a different way. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I really do. Do you have a, uh, out of those three, do you have a favorite? I know it's like asking what your favorite kid is, but do you have a favorite? Um, I think I like take only what you need. Well, okay. Like just song wise, take only yeah. what you need. That one's been great because it was like one of the first ones I wrote when I moved to Nashville. Yeah. And that one's been streaming so well. And um, so it's just great to be recognized as like a writer in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I Will I Swear I Do is such a fun song. Um, I really do like the acoustic version of that. I might even like the acoustic version more than the full production version. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. You know what I love about you is that I think that that what you said before was important. Like you, you, you write some of your songs and you go ahead and you pitch some and you pick some and you know that's all part of it right um and i i love that because i think that from someone from the outside looking in who have um you know been around this uh genre in this industry enough i think there's a lot of people that shy away from picking because you know you're you're picking and not writing right if you want to be a dean to songwriter sometimes people are like oh you got to write everything which is not true which is not true i always use the parker mccollum example i'll continue to use it uh you know um uh, like a cowboy obviously he didn't write that one and that was the first song he ever put out uh that was not yeah uh, his song and he got a lot of flack for that did um, he yeah yeah i mean it's interesting because like historically speaking a lot of you you weren't a writer also yeah i mean karen underwood doesn't write any of her own music jason aldean doesn't write his own music either yeah and it's like there are specific people that like songwriting is their profession they don't have a good voice so they're not gonna be an artist but they're a really good songwriter and it's almost like killing that industry i think because Mm -hmm. now artists feel like they have to write every single song and they cut out that person almost and publishers are only you know are mainly like signing artists and songwriters so that they have an avenue to release that those songs which makes sense for them i totally get it but um, I always just think like best song wins. So if I write a crappy song, I'm not going to go record it and release it, <laughs> you know? So um, yeah, I think best song wins. So if I write it, great. If someone else does, awesome. Don't you also think that sometimes uh, there are songs out there that you say, man, like that was written for me. 
Yes. Right. So mm-hmm. that's what that's what I think too. And I think that that I, I had someone ask you once, and I'll see what you think about this too. Is where where and I, you already touched on this a little bit, but someone asked you once. They said, "Do you think that the day of the Jason Aldean song pick, picker is is done? Like it's over?" Um, and I was like, "No." I think that, you know, there are going to be a lot of singer songwriters, um, but there are also going to be a lot of artists, songwriter second and best song wins first. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, I I mean, I think I agree with you on that. Yeah, because I mean, I was releasing a song every three weeks at one point. I heard about that. That's a lot. That's a lot. But it's like, how could I possibly write that good of music every <laughs> three weeks? I mean, like some people write a hundred songs and they get one good one, you know? So, I mean, <laughs> with, with how the world works and how like Spotify algorithms work, yeah. you can't just ghost your audience for two years. Absolutely. And be like, oh, I have another really good one, you know? So um, I agree with you. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I, I'm glad we're on the same page. I think that, that that's just kind of the, the way I'm going and I, we could be wrong here. Right. But, but I think that for the most part, the way it looks like it's going, uh, we might be on the right side there, but you know, that's yeah. it. Let's talk about your art a little bit. I think this is really cool. This is how we're going to close it out. Cause I think this is really, really cool. Uh, you do art. I, I can see something in the back there. If I, if I, I don't know my glasses on, but I can see something back there. I guess. I don't know. Some people are like, oh. <laughs> I think it's cool. I think it's so cool that you, that, that you have an art page and you have like, you know, I, I think that it's, it's funny. Cause like as, as people who love music, right. Sometimes I feel like people think, and, and as you as someone who actually plays music and is good at it, I think that, that you, you know, there are some times where, where they're surprised that there's other outlets there for, for us as I'm going to use this term really lightly, lightly for me, but not for you, a creative, right? Like, I think that, that, you know, there, sometimes it, it catches people off guard. Like even I go to work, right? Like I work in sports. I love sports. I always grew up loving sports. No one knows that I'm absolutely obsessed with country music. Right. right and right. like, you know, like I, I know a lot of my coworkers love movies and I also love movies. So like, I kind of stick in that realm there, but like, we're all different. Like the way I dress, not not at work is not the way I dress at work. Right. Like I wear boots and when I'm home and I, you know, wear hats every day. And that's just, I feel like that there's just a common misconception that like there's, there's for us, it's just like a tunnel and that's it. That's all it is. But you have a whole other outlet and a whole other, you know, part of your life. So if you want to talk about that a little bit, I'm kind of interested to hear about it. Yeah. It's so true what you said. I think for a long time, people would like put you in a box and they're like, you are a singer or you are a finance guy. And like, now people are becoming so like multidimensional, you know, Mm -hmm. you can be, you can be a mom and a cook and you know, like you're not just one thing. And so I think like when you're creative, like when you're creative, like that comes out in a lot of different ways. Yeah. For me, it comes out in singing and music and writing and painting. And so um, it's been fun. Like that's something I just started this year, um, not painting, but my art and showing people it. Cause it used to be just something like for me that I would just keep to myself and you know, I was never filming it. It was just only for me. And then I got, um, my parents were like, you should really share this. Like, why not? Like, it's okay. Like it's part of you. Like you're, you can also be in music. And so I started like posting videos and created an art Instagram. And it's kind of cool because like things I write or like little lyrics I have, but I haven't maybe finished the song yet. I'll like put that into my paintings. That's so cool. So it's pretty cool. Like they are all connected, you know? Um, and so I'm having fun with that. I really want to, I'm actually going to start like some type of cool membership 
thing where I do like classes and I can paint with people and then auction them off to my fans. No. Um, and then also maybe even like with each song or each single release, I'll create like a painting around it that people. No can- way. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. I want to like so try cool. to really incorporate it and just, you know, everyone always does like the same things and they think like, okay, this is how you have to do it. But what's so cool about being creative and being in our industry is like, we can all be do, like be doing different things and yeah. really branch out. So I want to try to do more of that. I think that that is so awesome. And I, 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 wouldn't say I have the artistic thumb. Like I, like I, I can't paint, I can't draw. Like I'm just, you know, me and my brother are, are, are not gifted in terms of art. Um, <laughs> but it's so fun. Have you ever done like a cock, like canvases and cocktails type so, thing? So I have been asked to do it and I probably will be doing one soon. Um, they're fun. You don't have to be good. Like they're just a good time. My dad's really bad and he, might be able to hear me saying this right now and or listen to this later on my dad's horrible at art like really 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 bad like it's 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 borderline like i'm bad my brother's bad but my dad is like like you don't know what is like what he's it's just so bad the guy writes in all capital letters like that's how he writes it's it's ridiculous but he did one with my mom and they did like one of those side-by-side ones so one side my on two different canvases and it comes together i my dad, he brought, he brought it. Like it was okay. It wasn't that bad. I was like, like, like I'm actually impressed with you. This is like shocking. Like it wasn't great, but like, it really wasn't bad either. Like it was like well, it's quick. It's like an hour. So like how much can you really do? But exactly. I mean, they walk you through step-by-step step, and then you're drinking alcohol. So that helps. You know? <laughs> that's, that's where I'd go. Yeah. Um, but it's super fun. We do them for like mother's day things like for my mom and we'll all go, um, or like when friends are in town, but I would definitely recommend trying it. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll try it. I'll try <laughs> it and I'll let my, you know. My like little groups when I do it. <laughs> when I okay. It. I'll, 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 I'll give it a go. When, okay. when you do it, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in and, uh, and we'll do it and you'll see how bad I am. You'll see how bad I am. It's, you're you're going to ask me to leave. I promise. I don't, I don't know, but I think that's awesome. And I, I was going to ask you about, um, about if, if, you know, that, that artwork or, or, or your music ever inspires one or the other going both ways. And I, I think it's cool that it does. I think that it's cool that kind of goes hand in hand there. And, um, you know, like you said, you know, we all have other little outlets that kind of push us creatively and, and, you know, whether we're good at it or we just enjoy doing it. And, you know, it's just more of a creative thing for us that makes our mind work a little bit like, like, even like people who read, right? Sometimes that pushes people's minds. And like, I've recently picked up a couple of books in the last like year or so, uh, which I would have never done, you know, a few years prior. So, and yeah. you know, that pushes my head a little bit creatively and like allows me to think a certain way and, and, and do things like that. So I think it's really cool that you have this whole other side to you that's that's uh, creative and you enjoy it and it's passion and you get to link it in with, with you know, um, with your music. So I think that's awesome. So. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's like really cool that they all start are starting to work together. And I didn't see that at the, at the beginning, but like, as I was just doing it and just like kept showing up, they started like weaving into one another. So as the dust clears, cool. you start seeing it a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Kaylin, thank you so much for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. This was so much fun. We laughed. We talked about all these cool things. We talked about your art. It was awesome. So I'm glad you, got, you uh, wanted to come and uh, talk to me and hang with me a little bit so we can uh, have some fun, but I appreciate it. Well, thank you. This was so much fun. I had a great time. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. You never know. You never know. Sometimes, sometimes I could come off as weirdo. You never know. <laughs>
but I appreciate it. Everybody, you can go follow Caitlin on Instagram uh, at Caitlin Quinsbury Music, all one word. And uh, wait, you want to shout out your art page? Shout out that. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Is it created by Ray? I don't even know. I changed it. Hold on. I'll look. <laughs> I'll look really quick. I got I got your, your thing pulled I up. also have a newsletter that I put out every week, so you can join that as well. That's pretty cool. Um, it's in all my bios, or if you go to my website, you just put in your email. And it's really cool because I don't just share things about me, but I share life lessons I've learned or That's advice. Cool. And different stories and so it's just really motivational and it's every monday that's awesome that's really really cool so your art page is caitlin ray artwork by the way um <laughs> art- do don't worry i got you i'm gonna be your i'm gonna be your your art manager that's that's yeah, what we got going <laughs> you can go go follow her wherever wherever you uh have social medias and 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 keep up with her music and keep up with everything uh, that's going on she's fantastic uh, you know that i don't have to tell you that and um go listen to her cover of i always wanted to a cody johnson cover it's fantastic it's great go share it go love it go stream it go stream all her music go share all her music with anyone you want um that's what we do here and that's that, that's why i love uh, doing this and why i love music um just you know you never know what song is going to uh, touch someone and, and make someone feel a certain way. So, so, uh, you know, be very uh, frugal with that and share and, and, and kind of just, you know, do what you got to do to uh, get the name out there. So everybody, this is another episode of the member country music podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars. If you love the episode and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to it, it's there. Um, just go give us a listen and uh, share it with your friends. This is another episode of the RCM Podcast. I'm Kyle Corbis. That's Caitlin Quinsbury. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Mm-hmm.